Understanding the brain you're working with, it turns out, is kind of important. And that's true whether that brain is your employees, your students, your kids, your significant others, or your own. ADHD affects between 5 and 8% of the global population. So at some point, you're going to meet someone with ADHD. Work with them, give birth to them, or fall in love with them. Chances are, you already have. And at some point, you're going to ask yourself, what is going on in their brain? Hey guys, it's another week. It's another day. Welcome back to the Period Sis Podcast, brought to you by yours truly, Mandy B of Official Box Owner. I'm super excited because while we have so many different conversations going on here on Period Sis on a weekly basis, when we talk about fertility and reproduction, not many times have we gotten to discuss what it's actually like to be a mom. Yes, there's breastfeeding. Yes, there's the sleepless nights. But what about when your child is diagnosed with something that makes motherhood just a little bit more complicated? Well, today we're going to have that conversation and I'm excited because it is another tale of womanhood for women by women. And Hello, hello, hello. I would like to introduce you guys to this week's guest. We have Shiny, and Shiny is also a part of a podcast herself, the Lipstick, the Lipstick Laundry Podcast. I do want to also know, uh, do you have a co-host? Are you just by yourself? Share with us a little bit about your podcast before we get into your journey. Hi, um, I'm Shiny, and um, I am a solo podcaster. I have guests every week, though, hun. Oh, um, so you know how that goes. <laughs> oh, yes, but it's better that way because, you know, team, you know how that team goes. Yes. Okay, so... Yes, yes. Um, by myself, I'm doing my own thing, you know, over there at the Lipstick Laundry, we, as in me and you, we are discussing all types of laundry, clean and dirty, that could involve sucking dick, and it could all in also involve taking care of your kids, um, and any stresses that you're going through, because that's what we're doing at the Lipstick Laundry, we are overcoming everything. I love that, and you overcome a lot as well, mm -hmm. um, your story is is quite you know it's quite unique um but i'm 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 certain that someone listening may be able to relate to you in some ways now you're not only uh, a widow but you are a mother of a child that has been diagnosed with ADHD and ODD and let's get all the way i let's just start from the top let's start from um being a single mother for one but also what that early diagnosis looked like and what signs you saw so i'm going to give you the floor to share your journey here. All right. Well, if we starting from the top, we're going to start from the minute I got pregnant. This man was, of course, still here. And I was like crying to him, like, listen, if you going to leave me, just make sure you do one thing. And that is to help me take care of this kid forever. I grew up with both my parents. That was very important to me to have, you know, a good um, environment for my child. And that's what I wanted. And he was a great dad outside of our child. Cause he had, um, previous children girl, then two and a half years ago, um, my husband literally passed away from a motorcycle accident, kissed oh, no. me in the morning, kissed my baby said bye and never came back. Okay. Oh, I was no. like, Oh, so I'm just left here to pick up the pieces. 
um, raise my kid. And that's exactly what I did. I put my lipstick on. Hello. Okay. <laughs> and I kept it pushing because that's the type of person I am. I mean, loved him, still love him. And, you know, it's hard because you have somebody who literally acts like a person that isn't here. You know what I mean? Mm. And, you know, him being a motorcyclist should also show you that he was that type where, you know, ants in the pants, hun, he got to go. He's on a <laughs> motorcycle. He is fishing. He, he, he doing everything that you can imagine a guy would do. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and then maybe six months into his death, I started realizing like, wait a minute now. Um, from birth, Tyler just never sat down. Like, never okay. calm, was never a calm baby. Legs moving, he was premature, all of that. You know what I mean? And six months in, when I'm getting myself together and I'm starting to realize certain things, I realized, first things first, he needs speech therapy because he's about to turn three and his speech is a little, still a little muffled, like pronunciation of words, you know? Okay, so one, uh, I just want to get the timeline right. So... Um, at the time, your child is two and a half years old, mm -hmm. and the father has been gone for about six months. Right, right. Okay. So, you know, of course, in those six months, I'm ignoring him. I'm trying to get my life together emotionally myself. So I'm not okay. noticing what I should be noticing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. My mom, my parents are taking him to school, to daycare, and we're getting through the life. You know what I mean? We're getting through the life, but I'm still not mentally there. But six months down the road, I'm looking at him and I'm like, all right, you, you need speech therapy. So we're going to start there and we're going to get the speech therapy done. And the speech therapy was because you said he wasn't picking up on words. You felt at he a just, two and a, a He two pronounced and a things known. differently. He pronounced okay. things differently. And I felt like at two and a half, almost three, you should have been better. And they agreed. Once I took him in, they were like, yes, he pronounces things, you know, um, a little different and we're going to try to work with him. So I'm like, all right, cool. Okay. That's all I got to deal with a little speech therapy two times a week. That'll work. Okay, cool. Then I'm realizing then, then COVID hit, right? Mm -hmm. COVID hit. He's in the house with his grandparents. I'm at work. He's still running around like a crazy person. Of course, <laughs> his grandma giving him ice cream for breakfast. He bouncing off the walls, all that shit. Now, um, it's time for him to start VPK, which is right before kindergarten. You know, yep. you got to go to school, right? Yep. You got to start preschool, um, to, you know, get prepared. So I'm like, all right, this is in January because COVID, I was not trusting him to go to school at the time all throughout 2020. So January, 2021, he goes to preschool girl. That's where hell begun. Okay, so let's so let's talk about that. So at this point, though, you just thought he was a rambunctious, yeah. off the wall. Type. Like you just thought he was an active child, right? And, My baby and, just lit baby is what I call him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Full of energy. And so at this point as well, how were this were the speech therapy uh, sessions still going on, and were they helping? They're going on, mind you. They're supposed to be 30 minutes, but his has to be 45 because this got to take the first 15 minutes just to get him together, okay? Gotcha. Just to okay. get him to focus. Okay. So I'm like, man, he just rambunctious. He'll be fine. He going to start right. preschool, and he'll be fine. Girl, 
them people was calling me every day. Say every what day. type of things. He's running around. He won't listen. Um, you know, he's hitting. Mind you, he's at home by himself with his grandma. I've never seen this side of Tyler. Right. He's he's hitting um other kids. He's tripping them. So, you know, I'm I'm like, wait a minute, he's starting to act like the stuff that he watch on YouTube, you know? Like he got this, he got these two boys that he like to watch on YouTube, Vlad and Nikki. And they're always like pranking their parents, doing stuff like that. So I'm like, all right, let me calm that down, you know, so he could focus more on school. It don't matter what I take away from that boy. He's still going to be rambunctious. He's still going to be all over the place. Now, when the teachers were calling you, did they suggest getting him tested? At what point did you start saying, okay, maybe this is something else entirely. Maybe it's not YouTube. Maybe it's not the ice cream for breakfast. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's something else. What, were there any other signs or were you suggested to get him tested? Immediately, they wanted to have him tested. Like, oh. school started January. By February, they were like, okay, what are we doing about testing? I was like, y'all need to calm down. My kid just started school. Y'all have to understand COVID hit. He not used to being around kids. He's super excited. I made all the excuses for him, hon. I was like, mm <laughs> he just need to get used to it. He'll be fine. It's been a month. Y'all chill. Like, let my boy do what he need to do. By May, we was in that doctor's office. Oh, but it still took a, a, another three three to four months. Because of me. Went. Because of me. Okay. I was like, we got to wait it out. We got to see. Because to me, now you want to get my kid in the system. You know what I mean? Mm. Now you want to diagnose my kid in my eyes, before time. You know what I mean? Like, you, you know, black people, we, we're like, they'll be fine. Right. They'll be fine. You they'll, know what I mean? They'll grow out of it. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So I definitely watched it for a couple months. And then once it became like a daily problem, I was like, all right. All right. And then I'm starting to notice things at home because now that we're taking away the tablet and we're trying to focus more on, you know, education let me right. let me get you. We got to recognize these letters, you know, move into sight words soon, all this stuff. And I'm just like, I can't even get him to focus. How the hell? You know what I mean? So that so, was it for me. So what was taking him to the doctor like? What 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 tests did they run? What were your concerns as well as a mother? My concerns was always medication. OK. From what I knew at the time, mentally at the time. ADD meant medication, meant your kid was going to just be a zombie. And that was a no-go for me. I didn't want that at all. You know what I mean? So when we went to the doctor's office, the first thing they did was um, they gave me a sheet. They gave me a form that I actually had to take back to his school. They filled it out. I filled out one side, um, you know, just showing how he acts at home. They demonstrated how he acted at school. And then I, um, at the second appointment, that's when he was like, okay, we are going to um, put it down on paper that he has ADHD. So I'm like, all right, cool. But then once I got the paper, it said ODD on it. And I didn't know what ODD was. Right. Um, and then I, reala- I realized that it was a defiance disorder. And honestly, in my eyes, now that I am, you know, researching, because of course, you know, Google was my friend during this time. I am Googling right, right. everything. I, I need to know more about it now. This is going to be my life. 
So I'm like, yeah, ADHD for sure. He got that. But that defiance thing is what kicks ADHD to a whole different level. It's fine when you have to redirect a child a couple times because, um, you know, they're losing focus. But when a little nigglet is looking you in the face and he's saying no, and he mean it, and he not doing whatever you want him to do, I was like, okay, okay. And and, and I did end up looking it up uh, before we started recording today. For those of you listening, or maybe you're listening and you're like, let me Google what this means too. Mm-hmm. Um, so ADHD, of course, is... Um, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, mm-hmm. um, which is where you get the bouncing off the wall and the rambunctious and right. just can't sit still for too long. Um, but the ODD, that is the one where when I looked it up, basically imagine someone having an attitude of the size of Mount Everest. Yep. Um, and this attitude is towards everyone, everything. Um, and so I guess that's where the defiant came in. Yes. What tests... What test or was it just what the school had said? It literally you know, isn't. You know that's my problem as well. Yeah. What my problem in the ODD. The ODD was just the fact that he wasn't listening to any type of authority. Okay. None of the teachers were effective on him. None of them. Man, woman, child. He didn't care who you was. Like, even now when he's in kindergarten, his teachers said something to me. And I was like, yes, that is exactly it. Tyler, like normal children... They fear all adults because they feel like you can control them. Right. Tyler somehow is so smart that he knows I only got to listen to my mama, bro. You can't touch me. Oh, wow. So, but he does listen to you then. He, because I'm a yeller and I don't play those games. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I get in that ass. That's another thing I got to make clear. Like, don't think that my kid just needs a good ass whooping because he don't got that several right. times. You know what I'm saying? But you, and that's another, that's the thing. Like when your kid has ADHD and ODD, it's a whole different way of, um, to be effective. You have to change the ways of how you deal with your kid. Mm. So what are some of the things you've done? In Tyler's head, he is a grown up. He wants to have a conversation with you about everything. He wants to know the plan for his day. Um, what, you know, would be required from him. So that's what I've done. I have created a very big visual schedule for him. Literally, brush teeth, wash face, get dressed, um, dinner time, you know, good table manners. I'm giving rewards for stuff. You know what I mean? Okay. And sometimes it doesn't work and you have to shift it up. You have to try something else. You say, Tyler, you're really disappointing mommy. Like mommy's super sad, you know? And that because of his love for mommy and grandma, that will help him act a certain way. But there are times when he just can't control it. I also like that you bring in how what he's doing makes you feel. I think a lot of people uh, go into wanting to reprimand a child by calling yeah. them bad or yeah. crazy or you act. So I like that you even change it to how his actions make you feel. Right. Because I think that that would register more, of course, with an adult. That's how we're told to communicate even with our partners. Exactly. So I really like that you do that. So Mm -hmm. he's in kindergarten now. Um, What are the conversations looking like for as he gets older? And how have, also, is he on medication? So we started off because they don't, 
they don't, his diagnosis was um, literally on his birthday, May of 2021. He just turned five and um, they diagnosed him. They also made me start with behavioral therapy and occupational therapy. Okay. That's what's always recommended um, before you go to medication. So that was May and <sighs> getting your kid therapy mm. in Florida. Okay. I, I can only speak to Florida. Okay. That shit is hell. That shit is really? hell. Insurance, no insurance. It's like they, it's like no one cares. Everything's a wait list. You know, your, your kid is literally just a folder on somebody's desk. Okay. Right. And I am literally having to advocate for my child to get him these therapies. Would you believe that from May when he was diagnosed, he just started these therapies in August? That's how long it the took. Whole summer. The whole summer. I'm waiting. I'm calling every day. Like, I needed this so bad before he started kindergarten, you know? And right. it just wasn't happening. It wasn't happening. So now we're in kindergarten and the hell continues. The hell continues and now it's, you know, something that could be looked at as permanent because here we are, October... Here we are, okay? I don't want right. to date your stuff. Here we are, because <laughs> I know I know you, okay? So here we are, basically. And um, he has just started the therapy. Now, my child has severe, severe situations happening. He has been suspended four times already. School Wait. started in August. So... Within two to three months, he's been suspended already? Four times. Four times and that four times on the books because they now, were see, trying to be nice. But that's unfortunate because now, now what you have is a system that's also against him that he's going to have to be in till he's 18 years old. There Are you, you looking go. to put him in... Uh, a, another class is he in a in a class and I don't want to say with regular kids mm -hmm. but is he in a class with children that are like him or is he in a, in a full full-on just kindergarten class so I thought when I was thinking about schools of course you think private public charter because charter right. schools in Florida I don't know if they have them everywhere else but charter schools in Florida you know they're the middle ground you know, yeah. they are the middle ground. So I put him in charter school. But now that, you know, we are in this hell, I am hearing that the charter school actually doesn't have the resources for him. So, yes, he is in a wow. class of 22 kids, 22 neurotypical kids. Okay. So my, my kids are just looking crazy out here. Got you. You know what I mean? And instead of them trying to formulate some type of behavioral plan for them, for him, there, his plan is a safety plan. That's what they're calling it. Because um, they're basically just trying to keep the other kids safe from him instead of actually wow. trying to deal with his behaviors and getting him better. So, you know, I'm flipping out on the school. Um, I have now researched other schools and realized, girl, I had to get my, my, my five-year-old a tutor for kindergarten. So he, just to make sure he didn't he fall, fall behind, behind, you know, and I know wow. myself, I am, listen, just send me to work. Don't, don't ask me to teach this little boy nothing. So I got him a tutor for the sight words and all that good stuff because I can't handle that. You know, we all got limitations as a mama and I'm mm -mm, the, teaching him things. is just not, 
Mm-mm. So I got him a tutor that okay. is um, ADHD and autism based, and she is great with him, and he is so oh, wow. smart and learning and doing all that stuff. But in my research for schools, um, I'm now realizing that public is where he needs to be. Really? Mm-hmm. Public school has the most researches, um, has the most resources. They actually have cluster classes, which are smaller yep. classes for his neurotype. Um, you know, they're just neurodiverse. They, you know, I'm on the phone with one of the, the schools that I want him to go to. And they're just like, oh, wow, they call you for that because he's running around in the cafeteria. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, when I, so I am the product, I don't know if this is um, going to sound any good because I ain't <laughs> shit, but I am the product of a public school system in Florida, and mm-hmm. that's why I was asking because I'm familiar with, um, there's Esau, um, and there was another, there was another type of thing. So basically- Yes, there you go. There's mm-hmm. ESC and Esau. So those were for the, the children who had- uh, behavioral, uh, I don't want to say problems, but behavioral diagnosis, I would say. Yeah. Um, and then Esau were for the children who spoke a second language, where English was their second language. Right, so right. So I do know that in public school systems, and again, this is um, only speaking on Florida, I'm not familiar with every state, mm-hmm. but there definitely are smaller courses that if your child needs more attention they wouldn't be in those larger classes yeah because that's tyler's problem he's good while the teacher is literally joined to his hip but the minute Mm. she tries to walk around to the other classes oh he gonna be off on his own tangent hun work is over and he starts spinning he's like oh you're working no let me pinch you let me poke the other kids let me mess with them you know that girl i'm getting calls he got school at eight and I got work at 8.45, okay? One morning I got called before I even got to work. Oh, wow. Like, they don't even, they just don't want to deal with him. What I realized with these charter and these private schools, they they want their um their percentages, their grades to be high. Yep. And they don't, they don't give a fuck how it happens. You know what I'm saying? So here you are with your kid. They don't, they don't want to deal with these things. Like even when I spoke to the public school and I heard some of the things that was even supposed to be happening in the charter school, they never tried those things. Right. They, so they had opportunity to do it and they never tried those things. Let me ask you, I know you're switching the, the, the school that mm-hmm. he's going to. What other things are you looking as he gets older um, to to help him along his way? And have you been given any suggestions or tips from other people that you would like to share? Well, definitely the school is one. Find a school that is for your baby, hon. Okay, don't worry about... You know, whether they are an A-B school or, you know, it's in a lovely neighborhood, go to the public school that has the best resources for your child, um, you know, and just try to do that. Definitely. Um, I would recommend the reward systems as well. It continues all the way up. You know what I mean? It's just the rewards get different. Right now I'm passing with candy and whatever. As he grows, it might be the the video games and the whatever, but the rewards work very well. Taking things away, you have to be consistent. That's what ADHD kids need most of all. You have to okay. be consistent. I mean, I am dragging coming out of that bed on Sundays when I'm supposed to take him to the park, but he needs that time, you know? 
get your kid in a sport, something that they like, because if they don't like it, hon, they're not going to do it. They're not going <laughs> to do it. Okay. Martial arts was two days, Mandy. Two days. They were like, no, ma'am. Um, he doesn't listen. He doesn't just know. But then soccer, soccer worked out great. He's listening to the coach. I was shocked as shit to see him really getting into the soccer. So definitely okay. sports, definitely find a school for your kid. Definitely, you know, continue the rewards and just be consistent. Okay. And I love too, that you also got help because the father isn't there. You got the tutor before mm -hmm. we get out of here. How, how does your family help you? Uh, cause it does take a village sometimes. Oh yes. So, how does your family step in and how do, also does he respond to family members? My village is everything, hon. Like I said, my parents are still together and I rely on them heavily. You hear me? You hear all these times I'm telling you that Tyler getting called out of school. Who you think is picking them up? Because I ain't got enough PTO for that. Right, okay, right, so right. my retired parents are running around, hon. They dropping him to soccer, doctor's appointments, these therapies. Who is carrying him? to all of these therapies you know what i mean like it's, it just would not work without my family having a kid with adhd with the therapies they have to go to you know the um the extracurricular activities hopefully you have a whole village i know that's right well shiny i want to thank you so much for sharing everything that you're going through and i hope that someone's listening um may go ahead and kind of do like you did. Um, maybe not even wait as long because they heard, like, listen. Definitely don't. Don't. Like, like, and and I guess that's what I wanted to end off with. Like, do you have any regrets um, outside of waiting? I know that he's not on medication as of now, but and he's going through the sessions. But, mm -hmm. you know, I know none of us want to diagnose anybody around us because now they're not quote unquote normal. Right. But, uh, would you have changed anything or done anything differently? I would have definitely started earlier. As a mom, you try to find excuses for your kid. Hun, please look into your child and definitely get help sooner. Also, I have now come off of my high horse of the medication because now I'm learning that, you know, they do have medications that are like a time release. You know what I mean? You take it in the morning your kid going to be back to rambunctious by 4.30 after school. You know what I mean? Okay. And I'm okay with that. Plus, as well as, you know, once if we do get to the medication, if I don't, if I don't like what it's doing to him, then I'm cutting it and that's it. Right, right, So right. always have it and don't just be open. Have it as an option for sure. Don't, don't um, lock any doors. Be open and don't wait too long. All right, Shiny, but where can our listeners find you and listen to your podcast? All right. Now, while I sound like a nice little mama, okay, I'm out here. <laughs> I'm out here fucking. I'm out here talking about it. All that good stuff. You can find us on IG at Lipstick Laundry Podcast. Um, Twitter, we are Lip Laundry. And Facebook, it's the same Lipstick Laundry Podcast. Holla at your girl. All right, guys, well, make sure you stay tuned. I'm going to leave you guys with some stats and facts on ADHD and ODD when we get back. So what do we do? We know we have it. We have a lot of the symptoms, or we've been told that we have it, and it may be something that we just got diagnosed with on top of something else that we already have. I looked up 
different treatments and obviously medication is something that they always put in there that as an option but the ones that I want to highlight are more things that we can do as families because we know environmental factors play such a big role that we can put in motion and we can start doing that can actually help us in the long run and a lot of it has to do with parents parent-child interaction parent training they talk about how you can do what they call parent-child interaction therapy, PCIT. You can look it up. I hadn't heard about this because I had never worked with a family and a child with ODD, but it really helps them interact with their children in a way, communicate in a way, set boundaries in a way that allows the person with ODD to become less irritable, to feel safer, to be able to communicate their frustrations in a healthier way. And if they don't, then there's timeouts and different rules and things that they follow that don't involve any kind of abuse or extreme discipline. You can see how we're trying to change the way a family functions. And another is obviously individual and family therapy because it can give you a place, if you're the person who's really feeling frustrated all the time, is wanting to lash out, it can give you a place to express the anger, to express your frustration with the situation, to talk about how annoying this whole thing is and what's going on at school or at work or whatever, it gives you a place to vent. And we know that that's part of the reason why therapy works so well. Am I right? I'm so excited to talk about so many of these different ways in which women just show up and show the fuck out. And motherhood, of course, is one of those. And while mothering is not the easiest um, task in the world, of course, it makes it that much more difficult when you have a child with a behavior diagnosis. And I wanted to just give you guys a little bit more information on what ADHD or attention deficit hyperactivity disorder or ODD, which is actually oppositional defiant disorder and while children with ADD, ADHD are easily distracted, disorganized, they may also have difficulty sitting still. As mentioned in this episode, children with ODD are often described, described as angry, defiant, or vindictive. And of course, acting out is typical childhood behavior. So it doesn't always mean that your child may be diagnosed if they act out, but I definitely think that it's something to, you know, keep a keep an eye to early on, of course. I know I ended up reading on another blog where it said that getting two hours of sleep um, early on was seen as a, a win for her just because her child also just was not sleeping. Again, we don't often wanna rush to medication being the solution for things in which we may need assistance with. But it's never a bad idea to consider. I do also want to say and give a huge just thank you to all of you who have supported the official box owner brand in its first year of inception. If you haven't yet, make sure you go on over to officialboxowner.com, join our mailing list, and also go ahead and cop our products. We have Bork Acid Suppositories, we have apple cider vinegar gummies, very cute travel pouches, and we also have a sexual enhancement she orgasms. So go ahead and check all of that out. If you use promo code BOXCARE, that's B-O-X-C-A-R-E, you can save 15% off of your order. Um, just again, thank all of you guys for all of your support. And again, I really hope that you enjoyed this week's episode of Periesis. Until next week, bye guys.